Hello, and welcome to Industry Reactions. Industry Reactions is a weekly briefing on industry events, changes, and future trends that impact your business. We're your hosts, Rick Koner and Mark Friedel from Kempoint. You can find Industry Reactions on YouTube, LinkedIn, and as a podcast. For those watching on YouTube, make sure to hit that subscribe button, ring that notification bell, and smash that like button. We plan on discussing issues that impact the global industry and help you uncover new opportunities. We hope this will provide market intelligence that will keep you ahead of changing conditions. Well, Rick, last week we left off talking about cyber attacks and the Colonial Pipeline that was uh, um, attacked recently, obviously back up and running. Yeah. But we're continuing to see cyber attacks in the news uh, and not just in our industry. It's really throughout all industries. Um, I'm sure many people saw this story that the largest uh, meat producer in the world uh, by sales was recently attacked. Uh, JBS was the name of the, the meat company. And they ended up paying 11 million in ransom to the, the cyber attack um, group. Uh, the White House was saying that they likely think it's a group out of Russia. The FBI says it's a uh, ransomware gang called, uh, I don't know how you pronounce this, R-Evil, Revil. Um, but this is becoming more and more of an issue, not just in our industry, but um, throughout all different types of industries. Yeah, it's crazy. And um, we really need a stepped up, um, I guess, security ag- against this because, you know, basically they've got an open field um, of organizations where they're taking advantage of it. You know, um, you know, a few weeks ago, people were putting gasoline in plastic bags, trying to um, to have enough gas. And, you know, now you've hit the food supply. So uh, more expensive, uh, I guess, hot dogs, maybe in time for 4th of July, maybe that was strategically planned. I don't know. Um, but either way, it's it's a dirty pool and it's it's a big impact on business. Yeah, for sure. And speaking of gas prices, uh, oil keeps climbing. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, uh, one of the stories that we're looking at is um, that traders have been speculating um, and what they're speculating on is is hedging their bets towards $100 a barrel oil pricing. Um, You know, they've basically scooped up call options tied to Brent and West Texas Intermediate uh, crude oil. And so their bet is that it's going to reach $100 per barrel by the end of next year. Uh, and oil prices haven't been that high since the end of 2014. So, you know, when I see stuff like that, um, I, I remember actually the s- speculators were drove pricing up way back before, maybe it was 2009, and uh, JP Morgan was one of the largest traders of oil at that time. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely going up. It's it's uh, the price of a barrel of oil is well above uh, seventy dollars, and uh, yeah, it looks like it's going to continue to climb. And as a result, to our next story, um, drilling rigs continue to um, expand. There's it looks like five more that were added this past week. Um, rig count, I think it's now at four hundred and sixty-one. It's the highest in more than a year. Um, it's still less um, than what we had pre-pandemic, obviously, but it's definitely climbing. Um, U.S. oil output 
um, or production is still behind the peak before the pandemic early 2020. I think we we're cranking out 13 million barrels a day at that point. Uh, but we're within 2 million barrels a day of that number right now. So it's uh, getting back there and it's almost there. Yeah, so OO pricing clearly is good for our industry. At the same time, when it gets too high, it takes a bite out of consumer budgets. All right, as we look at rail car, we talk about rail uh, shipments, rail car traffic. Um, you know, basically we're back on the historic trend uh, for rail car traffic. You know, when you look at the last four weeks, volume was up almost 16% from 2020, up about 2% uh, from 2019. Uh, that's just over the last four weeks. When you look at, a, you know, year to date, um, we're up about 4% from 2020, uh, but still just shy of 2019. So in whole, uh, volumes are still lighter than they were in 2019. And moving on to some company announcements. Uh, first up in the news is Dow. Dow is going to uh, invest and place a bigger bet on polyurethane. Um, polyurethane obviously is an industry that tends to grow uh, larger than GDP, but they announced plans to build a, um, I guess a world-class, world-scale manufacturing site in Freeport, Texas for MDI, um, a key component in polyurethanes. Um, I believe it's expected to be done in 2023, so still a couple years away. And as a result of that, they will scale down their <clears throat> production in Laporte, Texas. So build up this new um, added capacity, world-scale facility in, in Freeport and scale down the one in Laporte, Texas. And yeah, polyurethanes was the one that was specifically hit. It was uh, that and epoxy in the uh, the winter storm that came through Texas. So it's interesting to see those changes. All right, and in a similar vein, uh, Huntsman's looking to increase capacity for ethylene carbonate at its facility in Conroe, Texas, by the uh, probably on the same timeline in 2023. Um, the the reason for the investment, at least according to Huntsman, is uh, because of its use in lithium ion batteries for electric vehicles. Um, and part, part of me wonders as I, as I see this, whether you know, lithium ion batteries are still gonna be the primary battery for use in those vehicles. I know there's been a lot of changes and updates around uh, solid state um, technologies there. So mid of 2023, I guess we'll find out. All right, Cargill's in the news again. They're partnering up with Helm out of Germany. Looks like they're going to be doing a joint venture called Core, spelled with a Q, clever branding. Um, they're building a facility to produce renewable 1,4 butane dial or BDO. Uh, both companies are going to invest about 300 million to build this facility. Um, it's going to be from renewable sources, not petroleum based. Um, the, the products that are going to be produced are going to follow the brand. They're, they're going to go with that Q again, Kira, Q-I-R-A. Um, and it should be cutting, you know, greenhouse gases, uh, renewable resources. So looks like a pretty cool joint venture. I feel like they've tried producing butane dial from non-petro bases in the past. Um, hopefully they've got it figured out here. 
Yeah, I, I was kind of thinking they already had done this or somebody had done it before. Um, part of me also was thinking of the DuPont, Tate and Lyle, where they, they created the propane dial. Um, that was maybe five or six years ago, but I, I know a lot of this was based on corn-based chemistries historically, but maybe this is the most commercial um, site, it, although it's a very large investment. Good to see. Yes, for sure. All right, and Eastman in the news. Eastman is uh, looking to sell its additives business or its tire additives business to a private equity firm, One Rock Capital Partners, for around 800 million bucks. Uh, the the sale of that business includes uh, Christex, Insoluble Sulfur, Santaflex, anti-degradants, and other products. Um, One Rocks, if you didn't know, owns the chemical maker Innofos, and they recently acquired BSS Vitamin E business. I feel like I've seen One Rock in the news making acquisitions quite a bit. Yeah, between One Rock, SK Capital, Pritzker Capital, those are kind of the heavy heavy hitters uh, when it comes to you know private funds in our industry for sure. Um, One Rock One Rock also owns uh, Nexio Plastics as well, so. All right, and moving on to PPG, they are in the process of acquiring Ticarilla um, through the acquisition of their shares. Um, I believe the shares uh, shareholders are going to receive a price of about 34 euro per share for the acquisition. Um, I don't know much about Ticarilla. Obviously, uh, they're a, uh, I, I believe they're out of Finland, uh, somewhere in the Nordics. I believe it was Finland. And a uh, majority of their business, um, obviously in, in the coding space, but specific to the Nordics and a lot of Eastern European countries. So not sure PPG's presence in that region, but obviously this will strengthen it quite a bit. Yeah. Rick, one story that didn't really make the list uh, this week was the, the big uh, production uh, explosions that we saw at a, a Lubrizol facility, uh, ChemTool. In, uh, in northern Illinois yesterday. That was uh, pretty big news. Not sure if you saw it. Yeah, I, I saw that. I saw some of the images. Pretty, um, yeah, you, you hate to see stuff like that in the news. I, I think when you, uh, my understanding is I, I don't think anybody was hurt, so that's great news. Um, at the same time, you know, when everything is tight, uh, a lot going on in the market space, uh, an outage like that uh, for such a large producer of grease specifically is going to cause some ripple effects. Oh yeah, for sure. It's already a, <laughs> it's already very tight. Um, the good news is is hopefully a lot of the residents in that area are, are used to wearing face masks because uh, the the health recommendations are to continue to wear face masks to protect against any any of the chemicals in the air. Yeah, that's true. Now you just got another reason. <laughs> All right, that's it for this week's edition of Industry Reactions. We will return next week with a fresh batch of industry reactions. Uh, until then, stay safe. All right, take care.